with Eddie and his amazing friends, the Hero Cast. I am Eddie. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, EddieC85. Joined by the amazing friend of the week, it is Simon. He is back. Follow him at SGC Speaks on Twitter, X, whatever. Simon, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Uh, just been enjoying the slow transition into uh, fall up here in Chicago. And when I say slow, I mean uh, like a Mack truck. <laughs> how's, it, how's it going where you are? Uh, it's about the same, you know. Fall allergies are always fun. <laughs> but, you know, feeling that. But, uh, yeah, here we are to review um, another DC animated film. I had already mentioned that we have done, well, I mentioned off-air, did uh, Wonder Woman Bloodlines, uh, gave that an eight and a half. No, sorry, just, uh, what did I give it? I think I just gave it an eight. Yes, eight. Um, we had uh, Superman, <clears throat> excuse me, Superman Red Sun. Uh, myself and my friend Adam, we both gave it double eight and a half. So, so far so good with the DC animated ex- uh, experience. I've I've been told their movies are as good as the Marvel live action. Of course, if you put that out on you know Facebook, people are just gonna hit you with the laugh react because you know it's how the internet is. But I wanted to see for myself if these were as advertised, and so far so good. Yeah, I had a similar experience uh, watching them as they were coming out. Um, the initial movie that starts all of this off, I believe, is the Flashpoint Paradox. And that was actually my first exposure to that story. It's just a shame that I got to see it over and over and over again since then. But as, a, as an introduction, it was pretty good. And yet, I've, I've liked a lot of the DC animated movies. I thought Justice League War was really good. Uh, all the stuff with the Batman exploring Damien, the character who I knew about but never really got the chance to um, see in the animated in the uh, animated uh, world. So that was cool too. So this was uh this was quite the conclusion, but uh well I'll save some of that for a little bit later. Yeah, I don't think I mentioned the movie. God, this is a uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. So, uh, the way I've been deciding these is I've, I've altered the criteria. Of course, the movie had to come out in theaters, had to come out in American theaters, kind of slipped up with Dolph Lundgren's Punisher, but whatever. Uh, there's some wiggle room. I still might, I still kind of want to do the Fantastic Four from the mid-90s. I don't know. I think it's on YouTube, but if it is, I'll, I'll think about it. But, um... Mostly that's the criteria, but I wanted to let in streaming, just because streaming is so huge now, so, and if the movie debuted on streaming, which this did, which Red Sun did, and which Bloodlines did, I'll add it. That being said, this movie, it helps a lot if you watch other things first, so, including Flashpoint, uh, which maybe I'll do, maybe I'll do like a bonus episode when we end up reviewing Flash. Like review Flashpoint and see which <laughs> one. Maybe should be is. the prelude. Yeah, maybe do like a prequel to the Flash episode. You know, gotta make up time <laughs> maybe from I... this actor strike, which doesn't seem to ever want to end. 
or maybe a composite uh, Flash ep- uh, Flashpoint review. You got the uh, you got the animated movie. You got the version they did in the Flash TV show, and then you got the movie. I oh, don't forget. Is that the the Mark Hamill plays the villain, or is that a straight to DVD movie, or I guess straight hmm? to video? He did one too. He was the villain. Mark Hamill was. I'm gonna have to look that look into that one. Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pretty... I mean, it was early '90s. It was is very reminiscent of um, uh, what is it, Captain America from the early '90s? Just similar. Woo. Uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> okay. Well, that told me all everything I need to know. But yes, that was the uh, direct-to-video. I remember renting that at Blockbuster, thinking like, oh, wow, I didn't know there was a Flash movie, and like, oh, okay, this was not great, but, you know, oh, well. (laughs) Mark Hamill had a rough early 90s before Batman came along. The animated show, that is. Um, History with this movie, I have none. As I've mentioned, I've only seen the Superman Red Sun animated movie, so that'll be the same for when we do our next one in a few weeks. So, No history with this one. I actually thought I had seen it, though, because randomly in my Facebook memories, I, uh, I apparently took a photo of it at Family Video in 2020 when I was bored and looking for stuff to do during COVID. I don't know why I took a photo of it, but apparently I did. And maybe I sent it to someone, like, is this any good? And they probably said yes, and I probably didn't want rent it. So, But I know I have not seen it. So, Huh. Well, my history is a little weird, because I think I mostly watched this through YouTube videos, where they kept showing a bunch of clips from stuff where, like, the, one of the bigger action sequences happened. And I was just trying to figure out where I could find this movie, and I think this was just before HBO. This was, I forget how long this was before HBO Max was officially released. But I know that eventually I watched it on there and I finally saw the, I think I saw it like last year or the year before that. And I finally got to see the entire movie because I had followed most of the DC animated universe movies up until that point. I think with the exception to, Maybe like, uh, I think some of the stuff after the death of Superman, but ultimately everything else I had kept a pretty good eye on. And so hearing that this was the end of the universe, I was a little confused because, and I guess we could talk, and and I'll, I'll briefly mention this before we really get into it. It didn't really feel like the end was built up on my, from my end. Yeah, I can't comment as much just because I haven't seen the build-up, so I don't know. I do want to watch Flashpoint, though. I think that got brought up uh, by my friend Adam in uh, Red Sun. He mentioned Flashpoint, and of course, after the the Flash movie, everybody talking about Flashpoint, and I still haven't seen it, but I need to. I'll, uh, I'll save it till the Flash, and we'll do a bonus episode or something, so. Um... Jump in the time capsule here. Finally got a shakeup. These champions were getting mighty stale. WWE champion Drew McIntyre 
Universal Champion Braun Strowman. I remember that. NXT is still Adam Cole. Raw Women's Champion and SmackDown is still Becky Lynch. Uh, NXT Women's Champion is Charlotte Flair, of course. AEW Champion is John Moxley. AEW Women's Champion is Nyla Rose. And IWGP Champion is Naito. Number one song is The Scots by Travis Scott and Kid Cudi. How about that? That was okay. Um, huh. Yeah, this came out uh, May 5th. It was dropped on... Uh, I guess it was probably dropped on... Uh, what was that called? Um, DC Universe, the streaming service. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we had the, I had that for maybe like two or three months, but uh, I needed it for the podcast, and then I got hooked watching Super or, uh, old Batman animated show. Did and it? That, so did it? Uh, so did that get absorbed into HBO Max? I believe so. Yeah, did, I don't think it had well, well, many other than like Doom Patrol. It didn't really have any original content. I, I think. Well. And the movies, of course, the the animated movies. Oh, okay. Um, facts and figures, not much to go over. I mean, no budget, no box office. Well, there was a budget, but no box office. Although I did find that the Blu-ray, this is pretty good, 5.5 million in Blu-ray sales. That's not bad. Yeah, these are very, like I said, this is a fairly popular cinematic universe, to use that term. And so, I think eventually they started promoting it as the end, and with that came a lot more intrigue, because it's like, wait, this is the end? What do you mean this is the end? It was pretty... It ended. (laughs) Uh, I think this might be a first on the podcast. Rotten Tomatoes Critics. Now, it's only 19 reviews, but it's hard to get 19 people to agree on anything. 100% 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's That's got to be a first. I can't imagine. Uh, fans, 90%. Wow. So, I mean, and that was based on thousands of reviews. So, 90% fans, 100% critics. I think if you add the scores together, I don't know if a movie has ever, will ever surpass 190 on our, I don't know. Maybe... I don't know. Maybe like Far From Home or uh, No Way Home might. I don't know. But, or Infinity War. I'd have to look and see what Infinity War got. But 190, that's uh, that's real high. Yeah. This goes to show you how well this movie was received. Like I said, this is, you're talking about something that had been building up since 2013. So it had a pretty substantial fan base, even if it didn't get like a big box office revenue from it. Especially with it just being an overall quality movie. Despite my problems with it. Well, it's it's kind of like what my, my friend was saying. And he said, you know, the Marvel movies are clearly at this point, 2020, doing really well box office wise. And DC was not. But his thing was, because I think he's more of a DC guy, He's like, but DC's animated movies are really, really good. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to compare them to live-action Marvel movies, but 
He's like the DC animated movies are just as good. And of course, like I mentioned earlier, if you if you said that on social media, people just laugh at you and be like, "Oh yeah, all 12 people love it. Cool." But having seen 3 of them now, he's not wrong. I mean, these are getting just as good a scores as the MCU movies. Uh you know, is it rightfully so? Yeah. I mean, it's you got to grade on a little bit of a curve cuz it's animated and it's clearly more for the hardcore fans and everything, but I mean, it's, I mean, you know, spoiler, this will get a good score. So, um, oh, other point in the time capsule said this came out in May of 2020. That was around the time restaurants reopened. Boy, was I happy! I was I, as a person who had their birthday. What was my birthday that year? It was carry out at an Italian restaurant with my mom, uncle, and cousin. Happy birthday to me. So uh, being able to go in, yes, they had plastic civil war, silverware, and yeah, you had to wear the mask to the table, which always felt weird to me. But And then the menus were all paper, and you had to use the QR code. It was either They either had paper menus or you scanned the QR code, whatever. But I didn't care. I was just happy restaurants were back. And uh, I went the very first day. People on my Facebook were really mad. They're like, I can't believe they're opening up restaurants. I'm like, I don't care. I'm getting some wings. Like, average. <laughs> like this restaurant by me made the decision to stay closed during COVID, and I was missing their wings real bad. And they reopened, and they're still open today. I was just, they must have just taken some money and well, said it's not worth it. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, they're still open. I went there not too long ago, but. Uh, yeah, I wanted some wings. I'm like, I just, I just want to be out. Like, I was just so tired of being at home. That was my thing. Like, just give me around people, even, you know, even though the tables are 20 feet apart or whatever. Like, just, uh, it's nice to have dinner around like people I don't even know. That was my big thing. So, yeah, restaurants open. Very happy about that. <sighs> um, I guess, um, not too much to say with the cast, other than there's, there's some, some decent names in this cast. I mean, we have, uh, I've seen him, and I have, I have seen another DC movie. I don't remember which one it was. It's not one we'll be reviewing, but I do remember seeing Rain Wilson play Lex Luthor before. I'd have to look it up, but, um, I just have thinking that that was, I'm like, you know what, that's oddly a good casting decision. Like, I could see that in real life, you know, Dwight Schrute and Lex Luthor, it's very similar, so... Um, big name there. Well, big name if you like The Office. Uh, Rebecca Romaine. That's kind of a, you know, big name actor as well. Rosario Dawson. My, uh, I was just about teen. to get to her. I completely <laughs> forgot she had voiced uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. I, she was in, uh, she did Bloodlines too, which is uh, very good if you haven't seen that. But, uh, yeah, Ooh. Rosario Dawson, my early 20s crush. Um, let's see, we had the iconic voice, Tony Todd as Darkseid. You might know him from the Candyman, but, uh, I mean, what a great voice. He's just, he can only be a villain. It's like, (laughs) this guy cannot be a hero in any movie. It just can't. Um, We, we need to save the planet. Nah. Nah. Oh, he was also in the crow. I forgot. We did that God, two or three years ago, and uh, yeah, he was one of the 
villains, of course, in The Crow. But yeah, he does a lot of voice work. Um, let's see, who else? Uh, oh, I was stunned, because I listen to him on podcasts sometimes. Jerry O'Connell as Superman, and he's more of like a comedic guy, so I was surprised. He pulled off Superman well. Yeah, he, you'd be surprised that uh, people, uh, talent people can display with their voice acting, can sneak up on you if you're not paying attention. And yeah, he is definitely a guy. Literally, when I think about him and see his face, I'm like, oh yeah, what, what comedy are we watching? So hey, way to show people your range. I know. Last time I heard him, he was talking about drafting his fantasy team, and he said uh, he want. I don't think he got Justin Fields, but he said he wanted Justin Fields really bad, and he wanted Bengals wide receivers, which back in August actually sounds like a good team. Now it does not but uh anyway. Oof, don't even get me started uh, but yeah and then i almost forgot he he has uh his wife in this lois lane well i mentioned her never mind but yeah they're married if you didn't know jerry o'connell lois which actually makes sense while they had chemistry <laughs> <laughs> and then speaking of uh nfl not the same matt ryan but matt ryan as john constantine who was kind of the star of the movie, which is uh, strange, considering there's only been one Constantine movie. It had uh, Keanu Reeves in it. It wasn't very good. It had the... Uh, who else was in that? Um, Tilda Swinton, I think. Uh, Gavin Rossdale from Bush. <laughs> Just not a great movie, but... Uh, I think it's getting a sequel, so of course it is. Everything honest, is getting a sequel, but and honestly, as far as I know, he's only appeared in two movies. I want to say two, maybe three movies up to this point. The first being uh, Justice League Dark, and I think he doesn't appear again until his Constantine City of Demons movie, which is another uh, separate animated. Uh, thing i think for except i think for him it was like a web series or something hmm. so I, I i haven't even watched that yet he was very I don't, I don't know much about the character other than the movie i saw from it was oh five also shia labeouf was in that huh uh, yeah i don't uh i don't know much about the character he came off as very doctor strange to me which that's not how he was in the movie i'm not saying that the movie was right and this was wrong but he just came off as very Doctor Strange to me. Like a drunk Doctor gotcha. Strange. Um, I think that's... Uh, don't see anyone else. Um, yeah. Anyway, I guess we can get started with the plot. So, again, helps if you watch the other stuff first. That's all I'll say. But... You don't have to. I didn't, but it helps. So, we open in space where the Justice League live in a space station. And Superman, he gathers everyone in for a meeting. And he's like, listen, we need to attack Apocalypse. It's the home planet of Darkseid. And the plan is to go on the offense. And we're going to lead the Teen Titans on Earth for defense. So they fly in, and they're attacked 
by what would they call um parad um paradooms yes paradooms i think this is the perfect point to interject <laughs> so number one and as a superman who's usually a smart and level-headed guy is making a plan except he's not smart and level-headed in this case he's stupid and emotional so uh two people you never want leading you to do anything second of all multiple people multiple people warned him to not just go into this with guns blazing. Lex Luthor, hey, there's always a deal to be made. Send an envoy, talk to somebody. You'll figure, we can figure this out. He didn't want to do that. Okay. So then we got uh, the Flash. He was like, hey, this will make Earth battleground for a war. You don't want to do that. And then even Constantine was like, yeah, I don't think this is a good idea. But Superman bangs on the stuff in the watchtower. is like, no, we got to do this today. I won't ask you to give anything that I won't. It's well, easy thank, for well, him thank to you very say. Much. <laughs> right. Well, well, thank you very much, Mr. Bulletproof. What the? <laughs> yeah. But, and then we, we, we get there and we see they're attacked by paradooms. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, forget uh, <laughs> this man brought two water people and a Martian to a fire planet. That's a good point. Yeah, Martian Manhunter. I don't. Does he have powers beyond shape shifting? <laughs> he's he, he's got strength, flight, durability, shape shifting stuff like that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Aquaman um, pretty much worthless. <laughs> why the fuck? <laughs> I didn't even I, think of that. I, I cannot point. fathom who let him put this. Of all the, of all the people to put on a team, you pick two people who are basically useless, just because they're members of the league. Wouldn't it make sense to have some type of contingency on the planet outside of the dang Titans? Well, you would think. <laughs> well, they don't show the battle though. We just cut to two years later, on Earth. Well, they sell Earth 2, which I guess is our world. I suppose I missed something in another movie. But, yeah, it's two years later. We don't see what happened. But uh, Earth is in bad shape, so we can assume it didn't go well. <laughs> uh, it's in total ruin. They go to It's in London, that big Ferris wheel, the Eye of London. It's knocked over. Everything's all charred and run down. And Constantine's in a bar drinking. Superman finds him. And they are found by one of Darkseid's monsters, the Paradooms. They defeat him. Constantine sees that Superman has a liquid uh, uh, liquid kryptonite Superman logo on his chest. Keeps him from being a threat. He's still strong, but not Superman strong. So, I liked that. That was kind of a... Man. (laughs) Can I just say... I remember something I wrote down. Uh, Lois said to Superman before this attack, go save the world. Which is the same thing Lois said to Superman in Injustice Year One, the comic book where uh, the Joker essentially uh, kills Lois and blows up Metropolis at the same time. I'm going to need Lois to stop saying this to Superman. (laughs) 
for, for, for the sake of the multiverse. But even even beyond that, you know, in every other medium I had seen, Darkseid do evil things and do messed up stuff. But this is probably the this is probably the first movie where I was like, I'm I'm actually like afraid of Darkseid because the things he do he does to all these people and has done via these paradooms. Wonder Woman's arm gets ripped off. Oh yeah, this is a violent movie for anime. <laughs> I should mention that. This is not for kids. No, it is not. And they want you to know that as soon as like the pair dooms are clawing into what's the the water lady's face, um Aquaman's wife Hera. Uh yeah, I I didn't even write her name down, but yeah, you're right. That was immediate. Yeah, they, they, they tore up they they ripped off uh Shazam's they they messed up a lot of people in this. Oh yeah. Yeah, actually this is where they they mention it. So we learned that the two years ago when just uh Constantine mentions Superman led us to a massacre. Um but Superman's like, "Hey, oh by the way, he was with uh, this girl Raven." And they're like, "Yeah, we have a plan and we want your help, Constantine, and your friend uh Etrigan, who's like a weird monster thing." But uh, and Superman kind of then recaps what happens on Apocalypse, what we missed. The Paradoom is basically uh, they are half regular Paradoom, which was or Parademon, sorry, which I guess was like the lowest form. But then they were infused with the DNA from Doomsday, if you remember, one of the villains that killed Superman. So they were super powerful Parademons. Paradooms, whatever. So, we get uh, quite a body count. We see Green Lantern get killed, Flash is killed, Hawkman Hawk yeah, Hawk is killed, Aquaman is killed, Martian Manhunter, Aquaman's wife, all killed. They mentioned Shazam got away, but he gets killed later. Uh, Dark Cyborg killed. Uh, Dark Side then took Batman and Superman Gave him his new tattoo. We, um, he says they had plans via, for us, so. Via, th- via synthetic kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Oof. I imagine that was like, I feel like that's basically like in getting injected with poison, except it stays in you. Yes. He's, he's always fighting it off constantly. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, he sent the parademons to Earth, which is what destroyed Earth. Constantine then remembers seeing his love Zatanna, who I actually remember from the Batman animated series. She made an appearance there. Uh, she gets killed and eaten by these paradooms, and then he sees this and runs off like a coward. His words, not mine. But <laughs> Not that he could have really done much, but uh, not a great look. And then we cut to Apoc- uh, Apocalypse, where... This ship, actually not a ship, it's really more of just a space mining equipment, I guess, is sent to Earth. We'll learn more about those later. And we see what happened to Batman. He is now Darkseid's slave. And also Lex Luthor, he works with Batman, helping uh, to divert Earth's resources to Darkseid. So Luthor has gone the old route of better to... Uh, be a slave to the devil than in his path type of deal. 
on brand for him, honestly. Mm-hmm. So Superman asks Constantine for a spell. We just need to find Damian Wayne, he says. And he locates him. Raven teleports him there. Meanwhile, this whole time, Raven's hearing voices from her dad. This is a big thing that you probably need to watch other movies for. Her dad is some monstrous demon thing who's chained up inside of her mind, I think. And uh, Yes, uh, that's exactly right. Yes. Trigon, I believe. Trigon, is his name. yep. And he says, release me or the boy, Damian Wayne, Bruce's son, uh, release me and then he'll die. And she's just kind of fighting him off this whole time. So they find Damian Wayne. He's in some kind of martial arts sanctuary. And Damian has a flashback to his time on Earth when Nightwing was nearly killed. I say nearly because Nightwing has used the Lazarus Pit and it made him go insane. And he's locked up now. So that's yeah. Um, that's his. The cameo. thing that makes the, which which is really sad because Damien and and for, there's a few things to get to get through here. First off, uh, Damien is at the head of the League of Shadows. Is the League of Shadows high right now? And in and in this movie, he becomes the head of the Demon because his mother is gone, his uh, his grandfather was gone. And obviously, Batman isn't there to keep him on a straight and narrow. So, him taking over that role is both appropriate yet sad because you saw him veering away from that throughout the progression of this universe. Because that's initially what he wanted when he first showed up in Batman. Uh, was the movie, or rather, it was the movie Son of Batman. Hmm. And seeing him take on that role is. is it's like you saw, like he he took he turned to what he he could at at the moment after everything happened, but it just sucks. Even more importantly, um, Damien and Nightwing's relationship was extremely tumultuous at the start, and they eventually grew to be just like brothers. So to see Damien, uh, so to see Nightwing die before Damien's eyes, re- really some uh, hard hitting stuff. It also really touched. Also, there's some similarities to this film and parts of Injustice, I feel like. In the sense that some of these some of the characters who die, some of the ways they die, and like some of the stuff that's set up just feel especially with the heroes versus hero thing, albeit in Injustice it's some contrivances and poorly written characters turning on each other versus here, a lot of it is um not of their will, and we'll get to that stuff in, in a little bit. I really gotta watch these other movies. So, yeah, there's a, it is, it there's a lot of how many movies does that? I got it on Wikipedia right now. This is about 17 movies in total. Phew. It's quite the MCU yeah. they've cultivated. <laughs> yeah. So we exactly. cut to Strikers Island where they teleport. There's a underground prize fight going on between Lois Lane and Harley Quinn. All right. And they uh, they end up recruiting Harley and the Suicide Squad for their fight. They have a plan to go to LexCorp, use the Boom Tube. That's a fun name. To teleport to Apocalypse and kill Darkseid, because that worked so well the first time. <laughs> so, plan is to attack these ships. Well, not ships, they are... Um, they're these mining equipment that mines the Earth magma from the planet and sends it back to Apocalypse. So 
they want to attack two of these, not three, because they don't have enough people, but they want to attack two of them, and that should bring some Paradooms to Earth, and Darkseid will be more vulnerable. <laughs> or rather, Apocalypse will be, because they mentioned Darkseid's leaving temporarily, because they have a an insider. She has a mole in the operation, feeding her info. Which, uh, no one... Everybody's quite skeptical of that, but we'll see. So, they attack these mining ships, but none of the Paradooms have left Apocalypse yet. So, Constantine teleports, meets with, and I can't believe he is back on the pod for the first time, and I counted, 163 episodes. It is Swamp Thing. <laughs> <laughs> all back from that terrible Return of Swamp Thing movie uh, I don't want to even remember that so he totally destroyed he's hoping that James Gunn can do something better with that hey I'm kind of excited for it but those were bad but he totally destroys one of these this brings down the Paradooms Suicide Squad has broken into LexCorp since the Paradooms are also killing Lex's guards which was funny uh, they the squad almost makes it to the uh, boom tube, but Lex emerges in his big armor. Raven easily defeats him, but is also taken over by her dad's spirit a little bit, so she has a moment. Lex then reveals, which I don't know why he came out in his armor to do this, but he reveals he was the traitor. So, he was the one feeding Lois all this info. Again, don't know why he had to emerge in his armor to stop them, but sure. So, I do love this, where Batman radios down. It's like, I sense the uh, boom tube is operated from your uh, facility, Lex. He's like, oh, that was uh, just an error. Batman's like, okay, you're going to be murdered now by Darkseid. <laughs> he immediately is like, you're, you're, you're done. Batman didn't buy it at all. <laughs> Can't fool the world's greatest detective. Yeah. And Batman on the Mobius chair... But as a servant of Darkseid, is also incredibly terrifying. <laughs> it is. It's, it's essentially, it's essentially. Uh, that's that's the best way I can put this. So we all know in BVS, Ben Affleck's Batman is a Batman who kills, but he seems to mostly just kill criminals. And most people had a problem with that. <laughs> Uh, including myself, obviously. But uh, this Batman is just like, eh, the dark the dark side says jump, how high? And instead of and instead of jump, it's kill. And he does that a lot in this movie, either either direct, basically indirectly, but still. Uh, he, Batman has some bodies on him. Oh yeah. No, it was. It, I like seeing different uh, characters in different roles every once in a while. But I mean, Darkseid picked a good uh, number two, I will say. So Batman informs Darkseid of this. He's like, "The Suicide Squad's coming for you," as if that's gonna stop him. And as he's doing this, Darkseid has killed the Lantern Corps. <laughs> and uh, cut back to. Um, the previously killed Justice League members that we thought were dead, they are back as evil cyborgs. So, there's a battle actually between evil cyborg Wonder Woman 
Uh, she ends up killing Etrigan. R.I.P. to a real one. Constantine then uses his lasso of truth on Wonder Woman. It works, and he turned her back to... Well, he snapped this, the, the brainwashing, so to speak. She's still an evil cyborg, but she holds off the other ones, and the rest head inside. Back on Earth, Lex and the Suicide Squad, the remaining... Alexa that I thought I was talking to her. No. Lex, not Alexa. Back on Earth, Lex and the Suicide Squad see what happened with the Paradooms coming in. Back on Apocalypse. Um, well, if you wonder what happened to the Flash, he was not one of the evil cyborgs. He's... <laughs> this was so funny. He's just been running on a hamster wheel for, I guess, the past two years, powering the reactor. <laughs> I hope to God that isn't the first appearance of the cosmic treadmill. Uh, and Constantine, he reads his mind. He learns that Flash altered the timeline in the Flashpoint to save his mom. Okay, this is this is where I can bring up the, the Flashpoint stuff. They're trying so hard to close the door on this on this series of films, but none of this really makes any sense. First of all, as you said earlier, Constantine is the one who is the main, basically the main character throughout this entire film. Except Constantine has appeared twice, so it's really not been a strong development. Secondly, it's tying into Flashpoint, which is a movie entirely about the Flash, and the Flash is not a main character in this. And the bulk of this this universe was built off the backs of Batman, who I will say is probably one of, is among the more prominently featured characters in this movie. But in your attempts to, but in all honesty, I don't really feel like this movie uh, did a good enough job establishing the Flashpoint stuff. There's a brief mention of it in the beginning. We don't see the Flash until about 40 minutes into the movie. And Constantine, through magic nonsense, realizes that the Flash technically caused this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is probably this is probably among, outside of Superman being the one to lead the charge, while clearly emotional and irrational. This is probably my second biggest gripe with this film. That's fair. I mean, I haven't seen Flashpoint, so I can't judge, but uh, they did seem like they were trying to shoehorn the flashpoint into this whole ordeal. Um, maybe it should have been a bigger reveal or something. I don't know. So, or flash just should have been the main character. I don't know, but exactly back on earth. A lot of the suicide squads getting killed. Bane got killed. Poor Bane. Um, but of course the main ones, meaning Harley Quinn. And, uh, I think one other, maybe captain boomerang, they managed to escape back or uh, King Shark too. Uh, back on Apocalypse, Constantine used his magic on Cyborg to undo what Darkseid did, and he flips the evil Cyborg's Wonder Woman was fighting um, to go, I guess, uh, not be evil. <laughs> but Batman is still the same, and Darkseid has Batman go kill his son. The two fight. Batman's about to kill him. But he has a flashback of his parents' death, and he just can't do it. And he throws the sword at Darkseid, hits him in the eye. 
So, Darkseid, uh, I like that Darkseid's immediately like, okay, he's of no use to me, so he fires right back. And Damien actually takes the bullet for his dad. So, he's dead. That man cannot, that man cannot catch a break. I know, you had to watch his parents and his son die. And because of Ooh. that... Raven's dad is freed because that was the one thing she was using to keep him at bay was the fact that he would kill uh, Damien. And Constantine tells uh, Trigon, hey, go kill Darkseid because you're big and scary. So, But Raven's dad, Trigon, he says, I have a better idea. And he takes over Superman's body. So a little swerve. So Super... I kind of wrote this down as like health. <laughs> I wrote his name down as Hellfire Superman. I don't think that's technically right, but it just sounds cool as hell. It does. Uh, that's better than I had Super Trigon. <laughs> so uh, we'll go with Hellfire Superman attacks Darkseid. But back on Earth, the Paradooms have taken over LexCore. Uh, LexCore self-destructs, killing Lex, Harley, uh, well, the rest of the King Shark and Captain Boomerang, and Lois. R.I.P. to Lois Lane. She transmits a goodbye message. To Apocalypse, which Superman sees, because they did the whole um, Han Solo thing where Bruce, uh, not Bruce, uh, Clark would always say, I love you, and she would say, I know. Now Lois, for the first time in the movie, told Superman, I love you. And that snaps Superman to his senses. So, um, he uh, overtakes Trigon you know, spits him out and attacks Darkseid. Meanwhile, Raven then uses her power to bring Damien back. Eh, I always hate when they do that. Like, they have an important... Where did that even... They have an important death, the and they just immediately undo it. I don't like that. I, I, I'm still trying to figure out when she even showed that was possible. Because, like I said, I've missed a few of these movies. I don't think I missed any of them with Raven in it, so I'm going to call Cap on that. <laughs> Well, Superman and Darkseid continue to battle when Trigon shows up and fights Darkseid. And the two agree we'll have a battle and the winner will lead and the loser will serve. And Justice League are like, cool, we're going to just leave. So they teleport back to Earth as Cyborg, the hero, he initiates, he's hardwired into the planet. He initiates the self-destruct on Apocalypse saying suck it bitches and blows up apocalypse killing I really him, hated that killing himself trigon and Darkseid. i really 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 hated that really i'm not i i i, I initially thought that booyah was like his catchphrase or something like you know batman says i am vengeance i am the night and stuff like that superman uh Truth, justice, the American way, all these other different things. I'll never stop fighting for blah, blah, blah. I was under the presumption that that was his catchphrase. I've since learned that that's really only something that was invented for the Teen Titans animated series. And so I've accepted that this is not something I'm going to see in every medium. But with, with his, with his, Cyborg had never really cursed in the, in these series of films. That from what I can recall. So it would honestly be, I'm not saying he should have said it, but him saying something a little more, I guess PG would be more in line with what I would expect. 
him saying that she doesn't it doesn't it didn't even really feel authentic to the character disregarding whatever perception i have from this teen titans animated series it just felt really weird yeah um i don't know i mean it seemed it seemed very i don't want to say easy because a lot of people did die but I, I don't know i mean they uh maybe i'd have felt differently if if Damien stayed dead, but the fact that Superman and Batman both in like the span of two minutes of screen time snapped out of their evil trance or whatever, I didn't care for that as much. Um, I guess Cy- Cyborg being the one to, to do it, I mean, I'm okay with that because he was hardwired into the planet, but, uh, and then I thought it was very convenient with Constantine just using magic and being like, okay, Cyborg is freed, and okay, now the people that Wonder Woman's fighting are freed, and there was some convenience there, a lot of it, and then the snapping out of the trances in both instances, so. Yeah. But, we're not quite done. Back on Earth, Batman says we've lost 30% of Earth's molten core, and the Earth's rotation is compromised, and he suspects that that might lead to another billion deaths, which I would, uh, I mean, that makes sense. You know, half the Earth is going to stay in the dark forever <laughs> instead of rotating. So your food is not going to get, your your plants are not going to get sunlight. So people are going to starve. That sucks. But that was a nice little <laughs> touch that they added. And Constantine tells Flash, hey, you got to do another Flashpoint. And Flash is like, no, I can't. And Constantine's like, but you have to. And he's like, oh, okay. So he says, look, the uh, the new world won't be perfect, but it'll be better than what we have now. And they look around and Flash is like, yeah, you're right. So he does it. Oh. Bright Flash. Everyone looks on. Roll credits. Yeah. Uh, nice ending that the guy who started it finishes it, but for that to properly be effective, you would have had to make him a more entrenched character. Because I've, I, in in following the review and in preparation for this stuff, I actually looked up some of the uh, appearances from these characters, in particular the Flash. And he doesn't really do that much in the bulk of these movies. He's the main character in Flashpoint. And that's honestly it. So the fact that he's here ending the series at the behest of Constantine, not that that, not that, that part in particular bothers me, but where was the buildup? Where was the realization of the errors that, like, where was that talked about outside of, like, the end of Flashpoint itself? This is, this, it really just, this movie has a lot of great stuff. Some of the action scenes, the sequences, making Darkseid feel like a complete nightmare. They do some great things, but honestly, some of the weakest parts, even having watched the vast majority of these movies, are a lot of the character-related stuff. Outside of maybe Batman, Superman, Robin, Constantine, and Raven. And I say all that to say, although that's a lot of characters, it seems like the vast majority of the people that listed just got pushed to the wayside just to get to this conclusion. 
in a kind of mean way, honestly. Yeah, I would. I mean, this is one of those movies where when I was done watching it, I was ready to give it a really, really high score, and it's still going to get a high score. But I, having talked it over, I dropped it a half point. So, um, yeah, looking back, it's like there was a lot of good stuff. There was a lot of good action, some good violence. I like that. Some good character work from maybe some strange choices of characters to choose from. You know, we probably should have got more Flash in this movie. Um, maybe some conveniences here and there with Constantine just waving his magic wand and fixing everything. And then bringing Damien back. It's eh, it's all a little convenient, but that's okay. Sometimes it happens. Not crazy about it, but... Yes, Dark Side, great villain. If anything, I would have preferred more of him in this movie. Uh, I suppose there was probably more of him in other movies that I'll have to get to, but... Yeah, uh, I'm going to... Um, maybe not. Well, see... <laughs> well, he was not in Red yeah. Sun, which I didn't expect him to be. And he was not in Bloodlines, which I didn't expect him to be, so... Um, but, uh, I'll go ahead and I was ready to give it a nine yesterday after watching it. I'm going to give it an eight and a half having talked about it and slept on it and, uh, kind of seen, I mean, it's still really, really good. Don't get me wrong, but seeing a few of the flaws, having thought about it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, off the rip, from what I remembered, I had it at seven out of ten. I enjoyed it a little bit more than I than I remembered, and like you said, it's still a really good movie. It's just it's one of those movies that it's good, but there's 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 some bad in there that need, that should be acknowledged. So I will also have it in a similar uh, score to you, but mine is more of a solid eight out of ten. All right, eight out of ten. Well. Okay, yeah, so so far we're three for three on our, uh, you know, on our DC movies. A couple, well, it'll be the one, two, third movie of 2021, so we're not quite there yet. But uh, that will be Batman the Long Halloween, so there's two parts to that one. So we'll get to that when we get to that. But next week, a rarity. Fire up Netflix. Hardly ever get Netflix movies, but Netflix for a movie I'd never even heard of, but we're doing it. It's The Old Guard. So, there you go. Actually, two of the next three weeks are Netflix. That's uh, different. So, But yeah, next week, Netflix, The Old Guard, movie I'd never heard of. I just found it doing research, and apparently Charlize Theron's in it. So, there you go. Um, let's see, any final thoughts on this movie, or DC, or life in general? (laughs) Well, for this movie, um, like I said, I feel like this universe probably could have gotten a little bit more life out of it, and while I appreciate them showing Darkseid in this light, I just didn't feel the sense that this universe was even really building the Darkseid in that same way. It, it, it kind of felt more like something they remembered. Though I do like how they tied some parts together because Justice League War is the movie with Darkseid. Then there's Justice League Throne of Atlantis, which focuses exclusively on Atlanta, uh, Atlantis with uh, Aquaman and Hera. 
Then there's Justice League versus the Teen Titans. And Justice League Dark, and it essentially tied in all the different franchises. Justice League, Teen Titans, the uh, quote-unquote Dark Justice League, and uh, some, some of those characters are done well. Constantine, of course, Batman, Superman, Raven, and Robin. And then other characters are just kind of, well, like I said, thrown to the wayside. So overall, still a really good movie. I just wish they had done a few things better or heck make this a part two. Cause I think a movie like this is absolutely worth a part two. Uh, don't just show me, don't, don't just gloss over how, how, how bad dark side be everybody. I want to see it. Yeah. I would have liked that. That, that could have been a good scene. It was as strange. As DC like, movies and cut away as soon as the fight starts. <laughs> as far as DC movies in general, um, DC doesn't put out a lot of bad movies all the time. <laughs> so the animated movies have definitely have always been an example of how great they can be. Uh, what what released around this time in 2020? What was this? The, the most recent thing, from what I can recall, would be Birds of Prey, which yes. was all right. So it wasn't it wasn't like they were just putting out absolute garbage. At least, at least that time. Yeah, so I really wish seven they, and a seven and a half. I really wish they had built it up. I really wish they had capitalized off of the pandemic and just start putting out great movies. But we, but hey, we wouldn't be getting this reboot if we did. So it's tough. So it is what it is, I guess. Well, what the hell? Let's just dive into it. So, as I said, net next week, Old Guard on Netflix. Uh, following week, The New Mutants. So we'll see that. Ooh. Following week after that, We Can Be Heroes. And then Wonder Woman 84. And then, if you want more Dark Side, he makes his not silver screen debut, the at home debut, with Justice League Snyder Cut, part one and two. It's, uh, that would be a uh, way too long of a podcast, and I don't really have four spare hours in my week, so figure something <laughs> out for that. But uh, yeah, Justice League Snyder Cut Part One, and then the following week will be Part Two. You'll get the live action Dark Side, well, the CGI Dark Side. <laughs> so get to see how that works. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, I guess I'll get out of here, and that'll uh, that's be the first movie of 2021. Oh boy! I know. Get out of this 2020 year. So I will get out of here on this quote <clears throat> from Harley Quinn. Buckle up, Suicide Squad. Today's the day we earn our name. <laughs>